It's on. Welcome to another episode of the Silver Emotion Podcast. My name is Will, and uh, with me here is Stephen. Hello. How's it going? Uh, doing okay. So this, uh, today is not the day, but but this episode will go up on Christmas Day. Ooh. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes. Uh, <laughs> have fun with all that. Enjoy your presence. Yeah, I hope you get everything your tender little hearts have desired this year. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that includes the Silver Emotion podcast. Yes, uh, we're, we are gifting you with this wonderful episode to be um, today. And uh, you better like it. <laughs> you better appreciate this shit. We didn't have to do this. <laughs> yeah, we're going to, uh, really out of our way to do this one. <laughs> Um, so today we are talking about a movie that's uh, on the back of the DVD. It says 1982, but everything else I saw said 1983. Hmm. So I don't fucking know. But anyway. I think the copyright and the credit said 82 as well. All right. Well, then uh, 1982's Blood Beat, directed by Fabrice Zafritos, who is a French... French guy, yeah. but who his father was Vietnamese, so he's French Vietnamese. Mm, okay, so he looks Asian, but he he speaks French. Yeah, and fluently. apparently, uh, this is sent set in America. It is. It's set oh, in like to... Wisconsin or something. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the girls had a Wisconsin college shirt on. Or yeah, something. yeah. So I was like, oh, I guess it's in Wisconsin, <laughs> which is uh, like you know the title credits pop up and it's like oh this, like everybody has some foreign sounding name this is probably some foreign made for like a european film and yeah. then like it's wisconsin and everybody it seems like they i mean it looked like the u.s i don't know yeah. where they shot it but yeah i have no idea it so, looked like it, uh, some sort of what i think of as wisconsin yeah for for me <laughs> who has never been to wisconsin it was convincing enough right yeah it could be wisconsin so I'm going to say it was Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so he, he made this movie. This is the only movie he made. Oh, okay. Uh, his dad was a filmmaker as well. I only know that because I watched a bit of the in interview and he said that his dad was a filmmaker. Mm. So then I looked him up and he made a few movies. Uh, in France, it looked like, hmm. and uh, something on the special features. It was like a little short film, I guess, called Lunch or something weird like that. It was like all I did see that, an but an acronym for something. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I, did, I didn't either. I guess it was it, somebody with a, a in his family. I guess. I think that, that was his his son 
Fabrice's son. Yeah, that's, that's so what I was a, think, assuming when uh, I saw yeah. that it was, oh, it was done to like, okay, his like son or descendant or something yeah. must have made this whoever. And Filmmaking like, family. Yeah, so. Well, uh, but unfortunately, he uh, Fabrice only made the one movie. Um, or perhaps fortunately, depending on the the, <laughs> the way that you roll on this movie. Um, I I did think it was funny that he had this little introduction, and it was just the director just sitting on a couch, like, "I made this movie. You're about to watch it." And then the movie starts, like <laughs> that. That was the intro. Like I expected some kind of like, you know, discussion yeah. of theme or or something. something yeah. And then it's just like. I made this movie. Here it is. <laughs> it's just like, wh- why? I mean, like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was interesting. I I generally don't watch the intros before because usually they might spoil something or right, they'll say right. something that I don't I don't want to hear before I watch the movie. So I don't want to be clouded. So yeah. I watched it afterwards, and I and it it started and then it ended, and I was like, wait, did I miss something? Like, <laughs> was that it? Did it play the whole thing? But yeah, it's just very brief. There is a an actual interview with him where he talks about the movie um, that I didn't watch, but I watched the beginning and he talked about his dad. So that's that's the only little a little info. bit of info. For uh, the, yeah, for the that masses I, that I took from that. Um, I don't know if he does. There might there might be a commentary too, but I'm not sure. Anyway, I didn't. I don't know. Talking about things I don't know. So yeah, it was. Uh... Or there was some weird like a uh, notice. I think it was at the beginning of the movie where it was. There like, was, yeah. I was like, oh, we're, we've like taken this as as best we can, but the original footage is like decayed and molded and yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't really notice anything particularly bad visually on it. But, so I guess the the end credits were like kind of blurry, and there was like a scene like that very end part was kind of. Yeah, that was taken. That looked like a VHS tape or something yeah, like that. But like the rest of the movie looked fine. The rest of the movie, for the most part, was fine. There was there were some instances where you could see like they couldn't clean up every frame, so there was like some like mold or some kind of liquid damage or something splatters here or there. Yeah. It's very minor. Yeah, I don't think I noticed it at all. The only reason that they, well. What I assume the reason is that they put it there is usually when they restore a movie. Vinegar Syndrome is the company that put out this Mm -hmm. Blu-ray. This movie was previously only available on VHS Mm. and very, very limited release in the U.S. So it's not like a widely known movie. Um, so this releases the the big debut, you know, (laughs) of the movie. And so usually when they restore a movie, it's like fucking perfect and right, it's amazing because right. it's like wow i've only seen this movie on some shitty tape and now it looks like a fucking like i'm just you know on day one with the fucking release print you know and it's just perfect and so this one has some minor damage and so i get you know they did because people people are assholes <laughs> and i swear to, if they don't put something like that then you had people on the fucking internet saying oh there's, there's so much damage and this it's not a good restoration some bullshit and then so they you know they got to cover their ass personally for me i love all that shit like <laughs> i don't mind when it's not cleaned up i don't care if there's speckles and dirt and things right. that make it look like i'm watching a print in the theater you know i don't mind any of that shit 
So yeah, I mean, for the most part, it was a fucking gorgeous restoration. Yeah, I mean, it looked really good. I thought. Yeah. And it just just that end credits look yeah. like drawn from a, a lower quality. Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah. Uh, other than that, like, and there was just like that one moment at right at the end where it was just like, oh, we've suddenly downgraded. But, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And prior to that, it was like looked perfectly good. Yeah. And that's that's the logical, rational. Uh, way to look at this because yes it's a fucking amazing restoration of this movie that you could not see before right but like, some I think, people uh, are assholes yeah i mean <laughs> like i i was when i first started up i was like fiddling around with crap setting up like my sitting area to be comfy and so so i kind of yeah. missed that opening uh, oh, okay. blurb until like I, I went back to it later and was just like oh well there was like damage like i never would have known if they hadn't oh, put okay. that in there like okay. it was i just wouldn't it I never thought, oh, this looks like shit. <laughs> no, it's real minor. It's not even anything uh, that uh, really stands out. It's just, you know, in a, it's not like through the whole movie or anything. I thought it, when they put that, I thought, well, shit, how bad is it going to be? <laughs> but uh, I'm curious, but it's something you said. You said you went back. So did you watch this movie twice? No, no, I went back because... <laughs> The way the menu was laid out, it was kind of like it said, play movie with intro. Yes. And so I just clicked on that and did it, and it didn't have the intro because it was two options next to yes, each other. Yes, that's how they go. do their menus, yeah. So I just was I was expecting that to be the one option, play with intro. Okay, okay. And it was just play. Yeah. And then you have to move over to be with intro. Right, and, right. And so I was like, oh, I didn't get the intro. I should go back, play. like, And I was like, oh, there's this other option here. I'll see the intro. So I, I did. So oh, I okay. actually accidentally, like you, watched the intro after the movie. Oh, okay. And I thought there was going to be some big explanation. <laughs> and it was just like, uh, okay. So then, and then when it started up again, it was just like, here's this. Yeah. yeah. Over the, and I actually read the message that time. And it was like, oh. <laughs> so you didn't even see that until after. So you had right. watched the movie and just and, not seen shit and then saw the, oh, okay. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, this is a perfectly, you know, t this looked like any other. I'd never noticed any moment in there where I thought it looked like shit other than just that ending where it was clearly dropped like a VHS right. master level quality. And then uh, then suddenly got there. I'm like, what? There was damage in there? Like, I I didn't see any. I mean. Yeah. No, it looks really good. And, and um, yeah, I, I had no problems with it. But, uh. As for the movie, movie now now yeah. we're gonna now, get now into we the... get to the the core of the like <laughs> great restoration job like yeah so I'm I'm kind of uh, <laughs> I'm a little scared here <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen here. Uh, last week I teased that maybe uh, maybe this week would be a movie that Stephen would think was shit, <laughs> and so uh, we're really testing it here. So. Um, what do you think? <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bland. I, I wouldn't call it shit. But yeah. I, I don't think I was on board fully with it. Yeah. I think Would it you was, call it awesome? It, no, no. It's, <laughs> it was a little boring. A <laughs> little boring. Um, um, I think I didn't get on board with it until like the last 10 minutes. The last 10 minutes? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I think like... I, I felt like it was a movie that, like, halfway through, I was like, oh, the movie's finally getting started. Yeah. And then it was just kind of, 
it kind of went on and but was all just like, like the supernatural stuff starts think, about like 50 minutes in so there's still like a half an hour you didn't yeah even... i think uh it, it kind of it took a while for me to kind of get a grasp on that i kind of yeah. had this feeling it was going kind of nowhere okay that it was just kind of like oh here's just this these random things and they're not gonna actually be any I, I guess I just wasn't trusting it to have an explanation. Okay. And did you did you think that it has an explanation? Kind of. <laughs> there, There's certainly some explanation to it. I think yeah. there's still a lot that doesn't have uh, at least yeah, a good it, explanation. It's very art house in that way where it does, it definitely does not fully explain everything. And in a way, I kind of like that. Yeah. And in a, in a way, that, there's like certain parts of it where I go, oh, I like that this was just handled in the way it was handled. Yeah. And then there's other parts where I think, well, I think this, however, could have been right uh, explained at least in some capacity. I would, yeah, I would say yes. There, <laughs> it's not. Um, it's art it, there's an artfulness to the way uh it is the material is approached but it's not always i mean you know there's a spectrum of art it's not like oh this is art it's great right so yeah there's definitely like an execution that could have been better in a, in some aspects um but i'm see i was watching this movie and and I was thinking about you when I was watching this movie mm-hmm. um, because I like to try to crack the nut of uh, what you don't like about horror movies. <laughs> I don't know. There's it, and I and I I don't know that there's a nut to crack really. I mean, you 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 don't like right. the the waiting for things to happen. Yeah, there's. And so this movie does a lot of that. It, do, it does. It does do a lot of that. It does a lot of the tension where you don't see the killer, the monster, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. But um, by the end of the movie, they start showing the monster. and Right. And I started getting a little more into it then. So See, see that's what I think is fun. To, right. to uncover that is... Is it more interesting to have vague... Because the monster is basically like this spirit thing, whatever, in a samurai suit. Right. And I don't think we ever really find out exactly what it what is no. going on with that. And that's and fine. That's the, yeah, I don't really care too much about that. But I got to say, like, the when you just see flashes, oh, here's a sword, here's a little bit of this and that, I like that way more than seeing the guy in the... Like, whatever, the actor, like, in the fucking suit. And it seemed just, like, so fucking corny to me. <laughs> like, when you actually see him. And it's just like, man, if the rest of the movie was like this, it would be, like, just not nearly as good. And I I'm kind of, like, I kind of see what you're, you mean with that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, like, the points where it's just, like, oh, here's a shot of the, the victim going, yeah, and yeah. then like, oh, there's a shot of like the sword stuck in him or something, and it's yeah. just like I'm not really seeing anything happen there. It's like, oh, there's blood, there's right. there's a sword in somebody, but I don't know. There's not really action to that, right? And it's low budget. That's the whole <laughs> <laughs> like, and to a degree, I get what you're saying. Like, 
it's kind of just this cheesy thing there at the end where it's yeah but i mean i i fucking love <laughs> that part too don't get me wrong i'm fully on board but, but i i kind of feel like and i i think you've made this uh talking about martial arts films you've kind of talked yeah. about how american movies will chop it up yes uh and kind of ruin the the choreography of it you, that they'll zoom in and you or have from angles where you can't really see what's going on yes they do that on purpose and that's kind of what i'm seeing here with this okay where yeah. it's like it feels like that to me like there's just i'm not really seeing what's going on i'm just seeing little tiny flashes of yeah something happened but you didn't really get to see it right something cool happened but you didn't get it <laughs> right well i mean i think a lot of that probably stems back to the way that Hitchcock approaches um, most things in his movies, but but uh, primarily the shower scene in Psycho. Have you seen Psycho? I'm pretty sure I've seen the shower scene just because it's so ubiquitously right, yeah. like referenced that anything referencing will be like, here's the shower scene. That's yeah, big... no, that's a big deal. But like at the time... It was a big deal because of the way it was edited. Mm-mm. Because prior to that, you don't really see that kind of editing. And what that editing is, is very quick cuts of things to make your mind think that you're seeing more than you actually are. Because you never see like the knife actually... like do anything you see like flash of knife flash of her flash of blood going down the drain things like that yeah, and it's it, sort of like tricks like you. A, a, sh- a shadow you see of him like yes the yes through the through the uh the curtain or curtain yeah. yeah so you see like all these things together and then the montage of it in your brain sort of makes yeah, you feel like you, you, what yeah. has happened and but. so in a lot of ways, Psycho is like the the proto horror movie that slashers kind of descend from. Not mm-hmm. not really, but like the lineage like starts there before there was the traditional what we think of a traditional horror movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, n- nothing like that in Bloodbeat, <laughs> but. I feel like the the implication of like somebody is getting killed and stuff like that is similar in in the way that it evokes a similar emotion where you're just like, oh fuck, that dude got it right in the gut or whatever, yeah. and then it moves on. And because it's low budget, that's really all they got. That's all they can do. Right. And right. so I feel like for what they could do they did a good job of communicating the kills and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I could, they probably did. I mean, it's, it's just... I feel like, I don't know. I should show you some really shitty low, budget, <laughs> <laughs> like some really poor low budget movies. Um, but I don't really want to do that to you. I was, yeah. I was nervous about this one to be honest, cause I didn't really know anything about it. Right, and, it could have it gone anywhere. Right, and so it was kind of slow. I was on board from the first mo. I I fucking just enjoyed the whole thing, but that's me. <laughs> right, I I 
don't expect that to be you. Um, just like, I'm trying to think of like what made that part before it gets weird interesting to me. And I don't, I don't know that I can like really uh, put it together. Yeah. And I, I think if it were me, I would probably prefer to have just this super shitty low budget action scene. Of, right. You know, like a original Star Wars Vader versus Obi-Wan kind of tapping at each other. And yeah, like, like I think I would have actually enjoyed that more for me personally. I can understand that. Yeah. Like even if it was like, oh, well, we don't have any real effects or budget or choreography and I, I think I still would have found it more enjoyable. To no, definitely. And I can understand that. And I I would also enjoy that. <laughs> I just feel like in this specific case, uh, the director's like, it was almost like he made a choice not to do that, where mm-hmm. he was like trying to make this artful movie. You know, it's his first movie. His dad's a filmmaker. He probably has some like grand idea that he's going right, to make right. like he's going to make some fucking movies. <laughs> and so, you know, he puts it out all, all on the line. Yeah, it was it was definitely trying to do some artsy stuff, especially there with like uh the paintings and Yeah. I liked those paintings to be honest. I'm not super into painting myself, but it, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought they uh, looked good. Yeah, no, the the paintings that were in there were pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I like the one, I, like the one you see at the very end of where it's actually got the samurai in it. Yeah. It's like, oh, that looks really cool. Yeah. <laughs> that one's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. I th- well, because like the first part is just like the kids, they come to the place, there's hunting. I mean, it is like, I, I can't defend it as not being boring, but. Yeah, I, mean, it, I don't know. I just like, it felt like it was really, really trying to lay on the foreshadowing. Yeah, like you've got the girl who comes in and she's like, "Oh, there's this cut up deer, and oh, uh, it's tied to a tree." It like zooms in on it, like the hoofs being tied up. Yeah, like zooms in on the, these paintings that look like a blood spill, and she's like freaked out on it. And yeah, it's like. Like, it was really, like, foreshadowing this violence to come kind of thing. <laughs> it's just, like, I don't know. I mean. What about the 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 predator vision? Like yeah, there, there was a lot of that. and I thought that was cool. Like I mean, I don't mind that at cause, all. Because she, she goes out. The first time you see it is when she goes out hunting with, with everybody. And she is, like, not okay with it. Right. And so right. in the last moment, she screams, and then it fucking goes like weird colors. And yeah, shit. yeah. They they did a lot of that through the. I movie, thought that yeah. was fucking badass. <laughs> <laughs> like this, it seemed like a good way to communicate, like um, her emotions in that moment, but yet also maybe her supernatural abilities as well. I don't know. It, it's a. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's like, like I said, there's things that just aren't explained in the movie, and, yeah. and some of it, I think, maybe if I had like gone back and watched it again, knowing what was to come, I yeah. could see more groundwork of explanation than what I got. So you're saying you want to watch it again? N- definitely not, but <laughs> but just like if, like maybe there are more things in there that I could have 
uh yeah identified more if i'd known ahead of time things but so should we do like uh blood beat part two next week or <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> the, the, the thought is uh i mean i made it through this one i didn't like, yeah have the urge to shut it off i've i've seen more boring things and okay well that's but, something <laughs> so this I, I think there there are things in here that kind of made it more than just like oh god i'm just sitting here right well happening. i mean generally i would say that a movie like this there's movies that are like this in terms of structure mm-hmm. and but generally you might not get the supernatural elements but the 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 kills may be more inventive i guess and so I feel like this would still be like, if you had to choose, <laughs> I feel like uh, this would be more interesting just because of that supernatural stuff. Yeah, I mean, it probably would. I mean, there's, I guess, it's just that I don't, I don't know. It's just I think it's just that horror structure of just we're, yeah, we're building up an anticipation, and to a degree, what you're saying about um, Psycho and uh, that it's making you imagine more than you're seeing, right? And I think it's that aspect of it that horror is very much uh, defined by, is this you're envisioning more than what you're seeing. Yeah, it's and definitely, kind of, yeah. And I think that's where horror never connects to me, really. Is it's yeah. like, it, is That's what it's trying to do. Uh-huh. And that's what never really works on me. Is this, like I, I don't want to envision it. I want to see it. <laughs> right. Well, then then look no further than modern horror when, <laughs> where they have no problem just putting out the most horrifically disgusting fucking imagery you can imagine like to the point where i i you know I, that, that's a big reason why i don't like modern horror because it's it's uh it's not fun with with anything it's more about like actually fucking disgusting you and shit well i mean there's there's disgusting you and then there's actually like showing you something cool and interesting and yeah like it's just if it's just like oh here's this dude and his stomach's ripped open like yeah like i don't really care but give me some weird monster that looks cool and bizarre and right right different and well um these things that you're saying make me think that uh trauma <laughs> Uh, sp- the Lloyd Coffin movies are kind of the way to go. <laughs> yeah, they might be. I mean, uh, I think Toxic Crusaders, the or Crusader Avenger. I can never remember because of that Crusaders is the cartoon show. Cartoon show. Okay, I can. I, I don't think I'll ever be able to keep that straight in my head. Yeah, because uh, just because of that. But, right, because you started with the Crusaders and yeah, your head. yeah, and now I'm just gonna be like confused on that for the rest of my life. Right. But, but yeah, I mean that was a movie that. I liked because again, you you just like here he is. Yeah, he's doing stuff, and you know they don't show his face for a long time. They they uh, they cut that back. You know they they do, but then you you see it, and they're not shy about it. And, right, and there's so much else going on. I mean, yeah, you, you had a samurai sword in a Mexican restaurant, and a dude with like nunchucks. Yes, for, yes, like, yes, I yes. Mean, <laughs> like, see, that's why I think like that kind of stuff is gonna, you know, that's like the the sweet yeah, spot of Stephen horror yeah, that, land that, that probably is that's <laughs> that's where it goes where i just like yeah that's where it's low budget but they're 
they're unafraid to just be like, okay, we're low budget. Fuck it. Let's just do this shit. We'll do, <laughs> do whatever what we the can. fuck we yeah. want. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but what about the actual supernatural filmmaking that, that we have here where, where all kinds of shit is glowing blue and <laughs> that people have fucking powers, uh, shit coming out of their hands. And yeah, that was, it was interesting but at the same time it it kind of boiled down to in terms of filmmaking yeah in terms of the editing and the camera angles it was kind of the same as everything that went before okay except that instead of a sword and blood we have people concentrating really hard and they're glowing and it's like (laughs) i mean but they're glowing (laughs) in this in the middle of wisconsin in some fucking weird old house you know i I will say when it when it first popped up at least uh, when i first really noticed it as yeah. at least not attached to the monster itself like, uh-huh. i think there were maybe some scenes where the monster was like going it's like well it's a ghost yeah yeah whatever sure it glows but i think when it first like went away from that was when it suddenly turned into like a poltergeist thing and the kitchen is flailing everywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like the guy grabs the phone and it's just like bursts into fucking, flames yeah. and this pink glowing phone like ah like what's going on i love that shit it was like oh well what the hell <laughs> and i think there there is the area where it's like not explaining itself well it's just like yeah. what the hell was going on there like you 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 have this like ghost samurai stabbing people right what what does that have to do with like the kitchen freaking out like where does this come in how does that like it was just kind of yeah and was that maybe the mother i don't know i feel like that was the mother um trying to combat the the forces of of fucking evil (laughs) or whatever (laughs) but um i don't i don't Personally, I don't care what that was. I just thought it was cool. <laughs> but, like, I also think of it in the sense of... Because, like, a lot of the stuff stuff that was glowing blue was very, uh, like, uh, rudimentary <laughs> in the way it was glowing. Like, it, it wasn't great. It wasn't, like, great effects. Yeah, it, it definitely felt, like, older than Not 80s. Even, I effects. mean, it just... it. It, it just looked like sh- like it was poorly done like like they only had enough money to do it once and they kind of fucked up but here it is <laughs> like you could see where they were like cutting out things and i don't know a lot of weird and then like, like there would be part of the frame that would just like it would stop yeah there, there, i did the, notice a little part like that where yeah. it's just like oh it's glowing blue and, up to here and then right. there's like the top inch of the screen yeah, is just like just like a straight line across <laughs> it's just like it oh so somebody didn't get that all the way to the top of the frame right but, and so like it's all like you know like low budget whatever they screw up and 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 that's fine but i like to think of it as like well, I've never experienced a supernatural event where things were glowing blue. Maybe this would be what it's like. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like yeah. this is this this filmmaker, this filmmaking team, whatever. This is the way that they're choosing to envision it. So it's some something that's coming out of their head, their imagination. And so who am I to say <laughs> that it's not what it would look like? I don't know what it would look like. And if I were one of those people, 
I feel like horror a lot of times is sort of identifying yourself with people in the situation. Mm-hmm. And so like when something is stalking like the hunters that were just hanging out by the campfire or whatever, like right. the idea of that, if you've ever been out in the woods around a campfire, it's kind of fucking scary because you hear shit and you don't know what the fuck it is. So like you kind of feel for them and that, you know, it's not just waiting for something to happen. It's also sort of feeling that tension and fear mm. that, that, uh, uh, <laughs> fucking steel nerve steven does not feel yeah I and mean, i'm I just like yeah I, I i don't connect with that right uh, that uh terror of the night or something yeah i don't know i mean i've i've thought just like personally outside of any movie context or anything like i i like the dark yeah i like closed confined spaces oh, fuck like, <laughs> Fucking creature of the night over here. I I, I am. I've I've always been like this Close, night owl. Confined space. You know. I I like like when I'm asleep. I like it to be like as dark as possible. Yeah. And like wrap the blankets around and just all nice and cozy and coffin closed or it, open. I'm sure close that thing. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, like I don't really feel that as a like a an intimidating presence. Yeah. It, it's just. But what of, if you were out? Like you're in the middle of nowhere. You don't know where you are and it's the middle of night and you just hear like some fucking roaring or some <laughs> shit or like something running to you. Like you wouldn't be scared. I don't know. I don't if you know just hear that. some fucking like <laughs> like what the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't know. Half of me wants to say I'd probably just be annoyed at it. Like, God yeah. damn it, shut up, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I want to. I feel like um, we should get some uh, VR and and uh, have you play some of those scary horror games, <laughs> and just to see how you'd react. <laughs> Put that up on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Might have to uh, go into it with an eye patch, just because uh, my eye issues would. Probably, oh, okay. Like the the 3D effects like that always. Yeah. Like, just they don't work right on me that's right so. that's right well you could just play them on a regular t- just screen because they have they have them on uh, regular computers too yeah and yeah i don't know i mean <laughs> i mean i can see there's little there i remember it's because i'm i'm remembering like doom 3 had a lot of that where yeah. it was like the, ju- the yeah. lights just go out and yeah. then like something will spawn behind you and start clawing your butt off and yeah it's like turn and those always just annoyed me. They those moments were always just like, God damn it! Now I've got to, now I right. have to shoot this thing I can't see, so I'm just aiming somewhere, and you know, yeah. and so that didn't have the 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 fear effect on me that right. it was intending to have. You never like lose yourself, or where you're always like aware. I'm playing a game. Like there's no reason to be scared. Yeah, I think I'd never break that uh, that full immersion into yeah. it in the way that I guess other people do. But at the same time like playing original Doom. Okay. There was a, some like I can remember a few points or something where like I'm in this room, there's all the little zombie guys with their uh, and I'm blowing them away cuz it's Doom. Yeah. And then I'm like I'm looking around like okay, room's clear. Thought there was another one. I don't know. I don't see anyone anywhere. So I, I guess I got them all. 
So I'm like exploring around. So it's Doom. So I'm running up against the walls, just like any secret doors, any secret doors, any secret, you know, just okay, yeah, like looking around for everything. And at some point, I just I'm like, okay, did all that, turn around, and there's like this zombie like two inches from me. <laughs> like that, that guy that I missed, like <laughs> he's just been wandering around somehow, like out of my line of sight. With, yeah. And and I just was like, where the hell did you go? Like it was kind of like a jump scare moment. Okay. Just it was, but it was, just, it was more like not really like fear it was just like but where the hell were you this whole time and just like, like what what random pillar was he hiding behind right. how did i miss this guy like through the five minutes i spent scouring this little area and then just suddenly he's there so just more more surprised than even yeah, scared yeah it's it's surprise hmm. and i mean it was a little jump like whoa like but it wasn't like she did have a gut reaction i i did but and half of it was just that it was so close. Yeah. Because I like literally like it was taking up like half the screen. It was so close to me, and I was just like swing around, and yeah. I think I'm in the room and right, it's right. empty. Yeah. And I don't know that that gave me more of a reaction than anything in Doom Three ever did, where right. it was deliberately trying to set up those situations. So what if it happened to you in your room? at night where you were just in there and then you turn around and like somebody's standing there right behind you or something you think you'd be scared um i think it would kind of be like uh that doom experience of like whoa where the hell did you come it would be like a, a sudden jump and then i think it would have to depend on who that person right, was right, if, right. if it's you know freddy with a freaking claw yeah, hand yeah. like smiling at me I don't know. I maybe I'd just be like, "What the hell costume are you wearing, you asshole? What are you doing?" <laughs> it's just so interesting to me, like how how you react to these yeah, things or know. don't react. I mean, and it's just like ah, oh, I, uh. and it's 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 always hard to like put yourself in that in a hypothetical sense. What yeah. would I emotionally be feeling? In well, the I know I'd be freaked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I can say that I have on occasion been out camping and okay not really had any kind of fear of what was out in the dark or anything okay and i don't think i've been out camping without like a group of people not by yourself or something right so there's always been someone else around yeah or, or but yeah I don't, i've never thought that it was weird or anything hmm. and it was yeah, whatever noises were out there, I, I can't remember anything about it standing out as noises in the night or anything. Yeah. So, huh. know, well, there you just, go. There uh, you go. It, and it's just an endless series of uh, mysteries with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? How does that work? <laughs> I'm just so curious. Um, yeah, I mean, what if, like in Bloodbeat, you were sitting by the wall? And a, sam a blue glowing samurai sword and hand came through the wall. <laughs> Be like, huh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, don't I can kind of I mean, see you just being like, huh, what was that? <laughs> <clears throat> That's just funny to me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, something on that level happening for real would yeah. be uh something i've never encountered in reality right, right. so how i would really act to that i guess i can't really yeah uh, say maybe i'd uh 
oh holy shit and, yeah and immediately shit your pants yeah, yeah who knows who knows maybe there <laughs> maybe there's just this this line and once you cross it i turn into like a, a gibbering uh, little baby or something yeah but. maybe yeah i don't know i feel like if if you felt real danger you would get scared i mean it's a natural yeah. human response yeah, I think I think if if I really felt like there was danger there, yeah. I would kind of panic. Right. But but the 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 movie, yeah, the movie, the game, whatever. The game or any, like I I'm too aware of it as yeah. fiction, I think. You're too, yeah. Um, what about horror books? You don't read anything like that at all? Or? I've never really read too much horror novels or anything yeah. like that. Um I mean, I've probably bumped into a few weird things. I mean, there's a few Stephen King books I've read, but not necessarily like the the, the classic horror stuff. Yeah, not, not his big classic horror ones. Yeah, you know? and I've I've read a few that I don't I don't know. I mean, Langoliers. I don't know if you'd consider that horror per se. I haven't read that one, so I don't. Really and that know. one doesn't really feel like horror to me. But then, yeah. I don't really know that much does feel like horror <laughs> to me so it's kind of like yeah you have a like, hard time I, I have defining hard time, yeah because yeah. i'm just like i don't know is this horror is this not it's yeah is it meant to be scaring people and did you feel that way about uh blood beat you were trying to figure out its genre at all um not really i mean i could tell it was it was trying for the traditional horror yeah yeah here's this monster coming at you oh my god and i'm right. just like but i, I just want to see the monster do stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah at some of i feel like animation has kind of spoiled you it may in that, have in that may, they can like have. do anything that they want even a low budget thing is gonna like yeah it's gonna be able have to the resources to draw you know yeah yeah and so mm-hmm. At some level, there's that, but there's also this that, you know, you don't lose yourself in a thing, you know? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And there's um, that Stephen King book, Cell. Was that a horror one? I mean... That's it, kind of a hybrid. Yeah, because that, that to me never felt like horror so much as it was playing with horror concepts in a yeah. non-horror way. Yeah, I would say, like, like the big thing when that book, come out was like, book came out was, like, Stephen King does a zombie story or whatever and like maybe it was that for the first few pages or something like it starts kind of like that but yeah, it but quickly just becomes something go, completely different that, yeah, yeah. And, and it's very um it's like sci-fi and fantasy and it's, it's a weird one yeah real like sort of drama with interpersonal drama like they they have on like a show like walking dead or something like that mm-hmm. yeah it's i don't know i i wouldn't say that horror is its primary genre myself yeah. even though it's essentially a zombie book yeah <laughs> trying to think of whether i tried to read cujo and got really bored with that one that's pretty much straight up horror yeah, yeah. so i just reread that oh, um okay when I read it as a teenager, I was in ninth grade, so whatever old you are, and then 14 or something like that, mm-hmm. I thought it was fucking horrifically boring. And I was full on Stephen King super fan at that point. Like, I had read it and. Already fucking, about that, wow. Yeah, yeah. I was deep in it at that point because the, the school library had a bunch. And so mm-hmm. I would check them out from the school library. 
And then I had already read like Eyes of the Dragon in elementary school. And uh, my friend had Skeleton Crew, a book of short stories. Mm. And so The Mist uh, that they made a movie of. And there's, I think, a TV show too now recently. Mm. Anyway, uh, that's in there. I read that a couple of times. And he had like a a tape like a cassette tape of the mist in 3d audio <laughs> so it was like an audio. yeah it was like an audio sort of uh, like a radio play almost uh, and uh it had, had little, like, like sound effects yeah of, like whatever yeah and it was all like on. stereo sound effects so shit was coming out of one speaker and it was really cool you listen to it on headphones right. and stuff so all that stuff and then yeah by high school i was just fucking full-on i was into it um, but I fucking hated Cujo. <laughs> I thought it was fucking boring. Now, when I read it just like a month ago or something, mm-hmm. I thought it was fucking fantastic. And there was so many things about it that I, when I read it again, I was like, oh, okay, I can kind of see why I didn't like it when I was 14. But now as an adult, like, wow, this is a really well, well uh, put together book. And I thought the same thing about the movie where it was a shitty movie. And then I rewatched it after reading the book. I thought the movie was fucking phenomenal. Perfect uh, adaptation of the book. And so I don't necessarily think that you would have that experience. Yeah, I don't know. I'm... Because uh, I enjoy the horror uh, sort of uh, yeah. formula. And that book is, is very much within that. Yeah, I, c- I can kind of see at least what i remember of cujo being kind of uh like this movie like there's just the first part is nothing about the horror yes yes it's all the building sort of and uh, i don't think i even got past that when i was trying to read it yeah i I got maybe a third of the way into it and was like i'm done right right, there's nothing going on here and (laughs) yeah i felt the same way that first time but i read the whole book but but this time, like all that stuff, Stephen King is so good at like creating characters that feel real. And there was, uh, I don't know, they're just like these characters are so well put together. I thought, yeah. But yeah. again, I'm super fan, so <laughs> I'm gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can't disagree with you on that. I mean, I can still kind of remember some of the characters. You better not. <laughs> and no, I don't know. I, they're... Well, if you still remember characters, well, then hey, that's yeah. uh pretty so. strong writing there yeah i think uh i think he does put together the characters very well like you said it was just i wanted some something happening <laughs> yeah and that comes later and even yeah. then it's like any horror movie it's little bursts of things mm-hmm. that slowly like the stakes are constantly being raised and like like in that the dog um a bunch of things come together to eventually lead the the mom and her kid in their trapped in their car that's broke down and the dog is like there and won't let them go in the house to call or leave or anything but like that's probably at least half the book before you get to that point but all of these things are coming together to allow this situation that in a normal situation in a normal circumstances like there would have been somebody there or 
the yeah. car would have run, right. whatever. And so he sets up all these things. So it's just like, oh, fuck. So it, it doesn't feel contrived. When right. It no, it feels like a real thing that's, that's happening. And I, yeah, I think that's where movie adaptations of him wind up not feeling as right or they feel so contrived or yeah. cheap or generic because he's he's putting together these explanations long ahead of time so that yeah. when they do happen they feel right and the movie yeah. just doesn't have the time or the capacity to set them up in the way he does in the books well i think the cujo adaptation having just watched it i think it does a good job of of that yeah. um I, of there... course i've not seen that one in specific yeah but, well but other ones that people have complained about or that i've seen, yeah like there's some tv movies oh, i think like silver bullet i think i saw the movie of that and, yeah and it's like yeah it's pretty uh i mean not that it was bad it was just like i guess predictable and yeah i haven't seen that movie since i was a kid i read the, the it was like a novella called cycle of the werewolf mm. and it had do you know who Bernie Wrightson is? Uh, no. He's know. a comic uh, illustrator or whatever from like the 70s. Hmm. And he was really famous for drawing monsters and, and uh, all kinds of shit like that. He did a bunch of covers. And I don't know. If you look him up, he's fucking everywhere. You've probably seen his work as yeah, a fan of comics. Realized but... it, yeah. So anyway, him and Stephen King got together and, and so... Bernie Wrightson did all these fucking uh, like illustrations for the book, and it's a short book. So, mm-hmm. um, I read that, but again, I don't remember like much about it to say if it's a good adaptation or not. I just remember liking the movie, <laughs> but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I remember seeing the movie at some point with uh, my buddy, and we were occasionally making little predictions and they uh, they, they would come true and yeah. at the end in my body was just like geez we could have written that but like we could have just come yeah. up with that whole story because we like everything comes like oh he's probably gonna do this or yeah like that it was one moment where he just he like has a firecracker or something and the werewolf shows up and yeah your friend was like oh hit him right in the eye and that that's exactly what happened and he just shoots off and then the werewolf's like <laughs> right in his eye he's like he's like oh crap it did hit him in the eye <laughs> like, was... yeah i mean i guess horror movies can be predictable i don't know but i would say that that's not the way to watch a horror movie i mean if you right. want to watch a horror movie like that that's fine do whatever you're gonna do but you're always gonna have some kind of a negative experience uh coming at any movie like that really yeah i mean and not that we were i mean i think we uh watch too much mst3k and kind of yeah when it, whenever i watch anything with him it's it's just a it's becomes a, a, a homegrown yeah. mst3k episode right, right. where we're just spouting crap everywhere cause i can understand that because yeah. we're just joking and having a good yeah, time right. with it and... well horror movies are good fodder for that they 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 can be so yeah so. Well, maybe next time you can uh, pull out Blood Beat <laughs> <laughs> and uh, watch that one. Yeah, I don't know. That, that first half goes pretty slow, though. <laughs> I agree, but also I I enjoyed it, so I can't. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know. I think also with the first part, like, I can't place a purpose to it narratively in a lot of ways. Okay. In that. It kind of it sets up. There's this girl, and she's like, like it's she's gonna be the the victim of it. Like the whole like 
the girl who's trapped and running away from everything. Okay. And like the mother is set up to be like, like I got this feeling that she was going to be like the, the creepy evil mother with powers. She was going to be the, the yeah. force behind the evil happening. She or does. Whatever. She looks like she's some, some kind of a, you know, magic practitioner or something. She's got that multicolored poncho and yeah, she's yeah. got like that kind of like, you know, I don't know, like a magic face. <laughs> yeah. And they throw like the little poncho over the daughter, like at the end. Like yeah, she's the taken end. on yeah, the role right, right. now. And it's yeah. like <laughs> it's kinda like it it felt like it was setting up for first for like that kind of a deal and then it like doesn't. It like takes a hard left and goes like the opposite direction. Right. And, and so then it I'm like, subverts it, your expectations. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking like other than being a red herring is there a point to it or is it just to be, a, is that deliberate or is it like, I, I guess like I just wasn't trusting that to actually be a deliberate attempt to uh, mislead or set things up or I think subvert your expectations. I Maybe think it's it was. definitely deliberate. Um, I mean, they definitely set up those characters, you know, like the anytime, you meet the parents or whatever. That's always like the the parent is in the position of power, and the the, mm-hmm. the new person is is like uh, I don't know what how's this gonna go, and uh, so I feel like they're definitely playing with that, and then by reversing it in a very strange way. Yeah, and <laughs> they. Uh, I, I guess I kind of feel like. There should have been something underlying that maybe you wouldn't notice. And maybe I would notice if I watched again that there was. Yeah. I just missed it. But it just felt like there was nothing to kind of uh, set up the actuality of what happens. It feels like they were just going in this direction full on and then just said, nope, we're doing this. Whereas I feel like if you're just setting it up as a red herring, there would also be an actual clue of the actual course of the story. Yeah. And I just don't feel that there was. There there was nothing in there to indicate, looking back at it, that, oh, she's not the villain. This is the villain. I don't necessarily... It feels like it just... Pop, here you go. Right, but I feel like at the beginning, you have... It's They don't go supernatural for a while. But you get the sense that the mother and the the girlfriend have some like there's some kind of powers brewing, right? And right. so, at least definitely with the mother, and then slowly, yeah, her, yeah. slowly, as they slowly, <laughs> <laughs> and that's part of my problem. Slowly, is slowly as but... they have scenes with the girlfriend, I feel like they slowly <laughs> sort of introduce that. Okay, she's there's something going on with her, and then there's some sort of battle to take place, or you know, there, right, right? In any sort of situation like that, there's a battle between mother and girlfriend, or whatever, right. but but uh, here it's a sort of literal supernatural battle, and then I feel like when it switches, it's just sort of a reveal more than like I don't, I don't see it. Where it's like, oh, it meant nothing before, and now they just all of a sudden decided to do the other thing. Um, I feel like 
you could go because of the way that that the girlfriend's power manifests it's, it manifests sexually when she's apparently dreaming and having sexual dreams so she's uh manifesting this this yeah I, samurai I, ghost i i was having weird ideas with that that um that apparently they're like in college yeah and so presumably they're in an actual town with a sizable population in the college. Okay. Like, like the actual setting of the movie is out in this rural area that they yeah. go to, but you in their normal life, right? she's living in this town, probably an actual city, because okay. there'd be a university or whatever that right. they're going to. So I'm thinking like, so has this been like her whole life? Like whenever she has an orgasm, somebody gets violently killed by a, a samurai ghost <laughs> and like has and she's just like never noticed because there's this big population and somebody else gets killed and and now she's out in the middle of nowhere. Well, that's very possible. And, and so suddenly the only people that kill nearby are like the people she knows and is interacting with. Yeah. Like, so I'm just kind of like thinking like, how many like how long has this been going? Like, is this her whole life? Like, has this been? <laughs> it's possible. Um. It's very possible. Who knows? I feel like the the sexual energy for young women is uh, theoretically more uh, potent. And then there's the mother who is theoretically like um, has a diminishing sexual power. And, and also like they like she is shown with the the husband like she doesn't want to marry him and she's been kind of standoffish and so she's sort of like trying to she's trying to paint so she's trying to like um expand her mind and like like unlock some power it feels like but she's not feeling it so she's kind of like i I don't know i'm not i'm not you know i don't feel it right now but yet the girl is like so fucking bursting with power that just (laughs) shit is you know, yeah, samurai mean, ghosts and shit I, I think there's something here as well like in the first half of the film like i feel like and i don't feel like this was a, a deception i felt like this was actually the case that she just didn't know what was happening the girl yeah, yeah and then and then at the end it's just kind of like oh now you're the villain and i'm kind of like but I didn't feel like she was actually had any malice, any harmful intent right. or even knowledge of this going on. Yeah, that is a hard it, it left feel, turn. That that's what I mean by it. like it kind of just feels forced in that regard. That, I would give you that 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 part that specific part of it is definitely forced because it does feel like she's an unwilling participant for the most part of it, a big part of it until <laughs> that end when there is a switch yeah and it's it it just seemed kind of weird that and the fact that uh so much of it at least seems uh unrelated to everything else like there's the samurai suit why is there a samurai suit in wisconsin why is there this yeah it, like, well ev- all the things just feel so disjointed and without a connection to each other yeah and because there's so little explanation it still, it always feels like there's just no yeah. connection. Like, why is this samurai suit connected to this girl? What? I feel like they had a samurai suit because 
either that guy owned a samurai suit or somebody he knew had one and he was just like hey <laughs> i don't have to do makeup effects if we put on this fucking samurai armor that you got at your house you know you know can i can i borrow your dad's samurai suit you know right right i feel like that's why there's a samurai suit yeah. and also why wouldn't there be a samurai <laughs> suit if you have access to one you know well sure but it just seems like narratively you should actually incorporate that rather than just being there's a samurai suit and it's killing people. Right. But if it they're in, like, you know, with they're in Wisconsin, what are you going to do? You know? <laughs> and I feel like that was where there was a bit of explanation. Yeah. That they tried, but then they like didn't actually connect it to. Uh, it feels like they tried to connect it and then they just didn't like connect it. They didn't actually finish what they were yeah. trying to connect. The connection to. is. It's got to shorten it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, uh, like, it, I didn't, it didn't bother me, but I, yeah, I just, it, it is there. Yeah. And, and that's partially why I just don't uh, trust that uh, these others, like the, it being a red herring, being deliberate. Yeah. It's, it's just things like that that I feel were not done as well as they could have been. Okay. And I feel like, well, that kind of makes me feel as though the rest, the, and maybe I'm just feeling it and it's not actually there, but yeah, it, kinda, yeah. it gives me a, a less a sense of trust in uh, the narrative being secure in that way. You don't trust Fabrice Zafaritos <laughs> as a as an auteur, <laughs> as a one movie auteur? I yeah, think. so, I mean... I would say for a, for a first debut movie, I don't think it's that bad. No, I mean... <laughs> And aside from the fact that it's just a horror movie and I'm just yeah. not getting into that aspect of it. Yeah. Like if it were if it I and that's where it's kinda hard for me to judge horror in general. Right. If it were this level of quality in say just a straight up fantasy, like a dark crystal type of fantasy, okay. but at this level of quality, I'd probably be like, Yeah, it's good like it's right, plenty right. good. It's just the fact that it's that it's horror. It's, it's horror and Right. Well, you've seen Evil Dead, right? Uh yeah, yeah. I always, a long time ago, it's yeah. been a while, so I always, whenever I think of the debut movie from a low-budget filmmaker, I always kind of judge it against Evil Dead, because... That's kind of the, the 10, right, the, like, the highest... Yeah, Evil Dead is, is the greatest you could ever hope for uh, some kids in a woods making a movie movie to be, like... Right. Nobody is going to make a movie as great and as potent as that. Right. And so. It was, uh, it was Bad Taste. That was Peter Jackson's yeah, first one. Same yeah, kind of. Kind of similar yeah, level, I would same say. Same kind of thing. Yeah. They both achieved absolute perfection and greatness with absolutely nothing. and Just whatever they had. Right. And so, yeah, those are the top end. And so Blood Beat, definitely not at that level. Right, right. But I feel like there's a lot more like there's there's quality stuff i i definitely would have seen a second movie from this guy yeah Um, i mean and i just uh it's i don't know i thought it was pretty good for a for a debut yeah and it it probably is it's just me and my horror (laughs) hang-ups i just i I understand that i understand that and there and there were a few moments of uh of humor in there that i liked oh yeah i think there was the one was definitely, uh, at least on some level, intentional. I don't know if it was meant to be a joke per se, but it was clearly okay. like intentionally put in there. Yeah, it was like uh, when it, it's early on when the the kids arrive. Okay, and like the the older guy, he's sitting there chopping wood, 
and the girl comes out and they're talking and he's like oh can you help me with this and and so he starts piling the wood up in her arms like she's going to take it into the house for the fireplace yeah. or whatever and then like the other guy shows up and she just immediately throws it on the ground and runs off and yeah. the guy with the axe just looks at it like uh oh like god damn like whatever <laughs> like we just spent like all this time yeah yeah so, that was i did laugh at that 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 one I, I thought was good. And I don't know if that was intended as a joke per se, but it was you know, obviously intentional that she was just uh, kind of dropping all this stuff yeah. after he'd piled it up and it just been like, oh. I feel, I mean, I don't know how you could make that and not see that it's funny. Yeah. yeah I mean, there was so... that. <coughs> um, the, the other part was definitely uh, unintentional. Um, but there's a point... Uh, where he's getting on the horse. Okay. And I, I think this was probably after the truck wasn't working. He's like, oh, I got to take the horse. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. He, he's going up to this horse and he's like about to get on it or something. And then it does this weird, like the, the creepy effect that I don't, I don't know what else to call it. It's like this weird, like sound effect. Yeah. That's the just sound meant effect. To like, and it's like, he notices something needs to like turn around. Like, but it, it at least at like the very far, it just sounded like the horse let out a giant fart and he just went oh and just like walked away from it like, and I just, I just, it just made me laugh <laughs> that's Where funny i didn't like, know oh, i gotta that. get the horse <laughs> he's just like oh what the <laughs> that's funny it was just like oh so I'll that, look out that for made that. me laugh yeah. too so uh speaking of the music how, did you did you find the music added to the uh, atmosphere? Um, the the original score. There's also a whole bunch of classical music as well, but just that the, the eerie sort of you know I synthesizer. Didn't, I didn't really notice the music much oh, at all. Man, it was fucking until, badass. Until uh, they threw O Fortuna in there. Yeah, at the at the end, towards the end. Yeah, and yeah. then I'm just thinking Excalibur. Oh, and, okay, which is, which is immediately what happens whenever I think of O Fortuna, just because. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I grew up with that movie, and it right. it's like this very triumphant King yeah. Arthur marching with his knights kind of tr- you know climax right, 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 thing. Right. So it's impossible for me to hear that and not think of immediately of Excalibur and just like oh, Excalibur. So yeah. just imagine the uh, samurai ghost on one of those <clears throat> horses <and laughs> riding with the king, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it so that oddly enough kind of disjointed it because yeah. it was like clearly this intense uh struggle yes whereas in excalibur it's we're winning kind of a thing yeah. and uh so it kind of that's more of a personal uh kind of just my own experience yeah with the, definitely with the music right, uh, right. giving me a, a mood that it was not attempting to invoke in the movie yes that it was trying to do something else with but yes that's yeah no kind of the the pitfalls of using a uh classical music like that but for sure because yeah you know it's going to be in a whole bunch of other movies yeah so you're you're always going to have connotations to it that yeah for me i was just like oh yeah this song (laughs) and i just i couldn't think of what it was in or whatever i just know like i know this song i just (laughs) right (laughs) but man the the synthesizer music was so good i thought it was also done by uh, Fabrice Zafaritas. Oh, he did his own with, music? With, uh, he, he did it with another guy, but mm. I don't remember his name. But yeah, Fabrice also edited the movie and shot the movie himself. And yeah, he was, a, he was this a, sort of one-man crew. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he did the special effects or anything like that, but he definitely edited and, and 
did the, the camera operating himself. Yeah. And <laughs> clearly uh, doing a lot. I yeah, mean, he's a busy guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll have to watch that interview to see if maybe it says what he's doing. I'm always interested to see like these people who make a movie and then they don't do anything after that. Like, He's like running a bowling alley or, you know, there's some random thing like that. What happened? Yeah. Yeah, Like what happened to this guy? You know? Yeah. So, and it was, uh, it was a weird one, but. So on the, uh, the classic silver emulsion, good or shit scale, (laughs) what would you call it? If you had to call it one, if I had to call it one, I, I think I would have to put it in the shit pile okay but, i mean it it had some things that were <laughs> were entertaining but mostly a little boring yeah all right well i'm i'm not surprised yeah <laughs> it is definitely in the good pile for me right. i enjoyed it quite a bit yeah um so yeah i don't know anything else about good old blood beat yeah, trying to think right i I think we've pretty much covered it all. And yeah, I, I feel like uh, I feel like we said our piece, our pieces. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of a weird little supernatural story of uh, crazy samurai armor. Yeah, it's it's very strange. If you like um, early '80s uh, regional horror movies that are uh, very much not studio pictures, just weird weird random horror movies uh i would definitely say it's uh, worth your time <laughs> steven <Yeah. clears throat> disagrees but uh, that's his prerogative well i mean if if that's the thing you're into then <laughs> yeah. yes it probably is worth your time yeah yeah if you are like me and it's not what you're into right right you can skip it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it, it, it does have a very nice restoration by vinegar syndrome um yeah so yeah check it out uh, so until next time um, I will say sayonara. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Who's got a beard that's long and white? Santa's got a beard that's long and white. Who comes around on special night? Santa comes around on special night. Special night, beard that's white. Must be Santa. Santa, must be Santa, Santa Claus. Who wears boots and suit of red? Santa wears boots and suit of red. Who wears a long cap on his head? Santa wears a long cap on his head. Cap on his suit of red. Special night, beard that's white. Must be Santa, must be Santa, must be Santa, Santa Claus. Who's got a big red cherry nose? Santa's got a big red cherry. 